Hello and welcome to Blooming Abroad, a podcast where we look deeper into the lives of Cullen, that's me, and Sarah, that's me, two ordinary Jesus followers trying to make a difference in Central and Eastern Europe. Okay. Well, here we are. Well, hello. Here's our first crack at this first uh, Blooming Abroad podcast. It makes me feel a little bit intimidated because usually when we're listening to podcasts, it always seems like the person on the other end is is so cool. It's like legit and famous and has like figured their life out or something. Or something like super interesting to share. that. Yeah. But I guess we do. We do have a lot of interesting yeah. things to share. So yeah, I guess so. Um, so yeah, as you can tell, there's two of us here. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe there's some people out there who just stumble across this um, and wonder what the heck this is all about. So we're gonna take a little bit more time um, for for anybody who doesn't know us, and then for most of you who probably will know who we are. Uh, this this first podcast will be. This first episode, I should say, will be 15 minutes longer than the rest. Um, so we'll take the first 15 minutes here to just try to give you some ins and outs of, of the podcast, what to expect. But going forward, our um, episodes will be 45 minutes. Um, I think that's like a perfect amount of time for if you're going to work or if you're doing stuff around the house. No, Yeah, nobody wants to hear us talking for much longer anyway, so <laughs> and I think it's perfect. And we're both really good talkers, so we could probably yeah. could probably make this a four-hour, fifty-minute if, yeah. if we really wanted to. Yeah. Um, so let's jump in. The first thing we would like to do um, is just tell you a little bit about who we are. Um, so my name's Colin. My name's Sarah. And we are married. Yep. We have been married for four years, but we've been together for eight mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. We do have a little two-year-old Labra doodle. Uh-huh. It's a brown Labra doodle. Nice pause there. It made me think that you were going to say a two-year-old kid. I was going to yeah. freak out there for a second. And not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. But he is a little child. His personality is amazing. He just turned two last week, and he's helping us record this podcast by snuggling up to the backside of the laptop. So if you hear some grunting or some noises. Whining or... Yep. Talking, then that's probably him in the background. Just copper. Um, so a year and a half ago, that's a little bit more now, but in August of 2021, Sarah and I um, made the harrowing journey to <laughs> Central Eastern Europe. We live in a country called Hungary, which most Americans haven't heard of, or if they've heard of it, have really no idea where it's at. I get a lot of jokes, mm-hmm. um, like, oh, you must be so hungry. Yep, yeah. So it's spelled H-U-N-G-A-R-Y. Hungary. Yeah, and it's close to... That's how to... I say it in my head. Just fun little fact of the day when I'm writing it out, that is exactly how I say it in my head. Hungary. Hungary. So it's everybody funny. at home, just practice Hungary. That's how you can remember it. No, don't do that. 
But we moved here. Um, we'll keep this short-ish, but <laughs> we'll tell more about that kind of part of it as we go forward in yeah, the next for episodes. Sure. But we really moved here because, well, because God. Um, God is an important um, part of our lives and has been for a long time. And we wanted to do something. We wanted to, to do more with our lives. We're travel junkies. We didn't just want to come and sightsee. And over the last decade, we've made friends here who invited us to come. And so we started a nonprofit called... Blooming Abroad. You guessed it. Yeah. Shocker. So, shocker. And that has allowed us to come here and work and serve. Um, we teach. We work with youth. We've, we're starting a coffee shop. We've been involved with multiple building projects. Social work. Lots Church of planting. Things. You name it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Refugee aid. Yes. Yeah. Um, a few months after we moved, the war in Ukraine started. So that has been an interesting adjustment for us. And for those of you who don't know, Ukraine is a border country to Hungary. It shares a small border, but a border country nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that moves us into like, why are we doing this podcast? Mm-hmm. Um and as I said, there's much more to share on that, who we are, and we'll do that over the next few episodes. Yeah, so Colin, why are we doing this podcast? That's a great question. Thank you. Well, we'll just disclaimer, we are not professionals here. I did a lot of research, and I found a really cool platform called Podcastle, hmm, and it clever. seems to help us. It makes it pretty user-friendly. But we wanted to create a podcast, first off, selfishly, just as a way of documenting the many experiences that we have and and are having. So we can look back on this years in the future with our kids, with our families, and just hear the stories and the things that we did while we're here. Also, we wanted to give back to you listeners, give something tangible to you. Most of you have um, supported us in some way, whether you pray for us or you give money to us. Or you just... Or come visit us. Visit us. There's many ways that so many of you have supported us. And we feel like this is a free and easy way Mm -hmm. to just share our lives more with you. Um, Writing blog posts is always like the missionary uh, MO. And it's super helpful. And I love it. I love seeing emails pop in. But they take so much time. It is so tedious and so long and take so much like mental and emotional effort, honestly. Yep. yep. And, and it's worth it, but it's also just like the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And we keep putting it off, each of us, because we take turns <laughs> doing the posts sometimes. And we just keep putting it off and hoping that the other person will be like, I have something to share. I'll write it. So, and yeah. <laughs> then we just wake up one day and spend six hours uh-huh. knocking it out. Yep. So... Hopefully this podcast is a little bit easier for both of us. I know I like to listen to things much more than reading things these days. Absolutely. It's easier to multitask when you have voices in your ear versus words on a page. So hopefully hopefully this is something that, I don't know, it becomes something you look forward to every so often. Um, yeah, so the last thing really is when will episodes be released? We're not going to commit to like a weekly thing. This is a limited podcast, so um, you can definitely expect one per month, mm-hmm. hopefully more often. I think an awesome goal would be once every two or three weeks, yeah. but just stay tuned on social media. We'll post um, a heads up when there's a new episode coming, and 
that's that. Mm-hmm. So let's, um, the last thing I want to do uh, is just give you a little bit of an overview. We are ahead of schedule, so this first segment was supposed to take 15 minutes, and yeah. we're, we're already crushing it. Told you. Not professional. Yeah. Maybe we're just talking fast. Yeah. We'll we listen tend to, to this do that as well. Go, whoa, slow All the Hungarians down. tell us, slow <laughs> down, please. Yes. Especially me. So, um, a quick flyover, and then a shout out, and then we'll jump into our first segment. So, each of these episodes are structured the same way. So we'll say hello, and then we'll jump into our first segment. We like to chunk these out. We'll see how it goes, but our plan is to make it 15 minutes each segment. So if you need to hit pause between segments, you can do that and come back to it easily. But once we kind of jump in and start the episode, the first thing we'll do is we'll jump into our first segment, which is called Blooming Around. (laughs) And the only thing that, yeah, well, it's super corny. So the only thing that blooming and goofing have in common is the two O's in the ing. So kind of a lot, actually. It's enough. Most of the word. It's enough. (laughs) And then... It just keeps it all in sync, you know, blooming a broad podcast, blooming around and blooming around is like uh, a blank palette that we're going to paint a bunch of goofiness and interesting things that, I don't know, give us a chance to talk about ourselves and be playful and do goofy things. So we have a fun idea for today. Mm-hmm. We do. And then after we're done blooming around, um, we'll have our next segment, which is story time. Um, Story time with Sarah. Mm -hmm. So that's a chance for Sarah to share with you a carefully curated and selected story Mm -hmm. or experience that she, that's meaningful or interesting that she wants to dig a little deeper and explore with you all as you're listening. Then we'll break up story time with Sarah with a little tiny little i don't know transition that we like to call blooming onion don't know when the last time you've been at outback steakhouse was oh years years but i mean every time every time i went which is probably three times in my entire life i have gotten a blooming onion and what was your what was your take on it was it delicious oh it was incredible uh, but I regretted it later. Always. It, I mean, that's just kind of the way it goes with most very tasty foods, honestly. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's delicious going in, yeah. but not yeah. Not yeah. going out. We'll, yeah, we'll end it there. Yeah. So, um, whatever your uh, attachment or memory is about Blooming Onions, the Blooming Onion s- s- transition, not a segment, will be a fun and interesting food or drink or culture or history fact or some particle of information Anecdote. yes that helps you like gives you something you didn't know about this area of the world so it will be pretty short and we just thought it'd be fun to like share some very interesting sometimes strange but mostly cool differences mm-hmm. that we've explored and experienced here in Hungary so Blooming Onion will launch us into our final segment, which will be story time with yours truly, where I will do the same as Sarah did, just share one story with you all that I 
think is worthy of a deeper dive that maybe we didn't put into words completely through our update or maybe didn't put into words at all. Mm-hmm. And that'll be pretty much it. We'll say goodbye and we'll log off until the next one. So that's a flyover. You can expect three 15-minute segments, lots of fun, and some pretty cool stories, hopefully, that give you something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, oh, and with definitely without moving any further, thank you, Sarah. You're welcome. Um, we need to give a shout out to Nathan and Emily Moore. Uh, they have an amazing podcast oh, yeah. called Abundantly More. And so clever. Great title, guys. It is It is excellent. And I wish I, I've heard it. I've watched enough episodes where I have like Nathan's voice in my head. Like it's a podcast about systems and rhythms and family and everything else. I was pretty close. But mm-hmm. anyways, listen to their podcast. They're honestly the inspiration for us because yeah. it's a super like relative and normal podcast. They're not trying to be like perfect or celebrities they're just sharing stories and they do it in a really organized way mm-hmm. and oftentimes when but natural we... organized and natural it's a great listen super natural super easy to listen to and so we got a lot of inspiration from them and we wanted to do our do our podcast because we're like they do it so easily yeah. and awesomely. So I and think they have six too. kids and they do it. And we have a labradoodle. So if they can do it, we can do it. Yes, totally. So thanks, Nathan and Emily. Yeah. Uh, you're awesome. Now, let's move in to our blooming around segment. Sarah, what are we doing today with our? How we? How do you want to bloom around? So our blooming around today is going to be asking very random questions for each other. We each wrote questions for the other person down. Um, the other person has not seen these questions, which makes me very nervous. I'm a little bit of a need to know uh, everything basis. And I'm also not amazing at thinking on my toes or thinking creatively on my toes. And so, um, yeah, we'll see how this goes. If you, you can see me right now, I'm like tapping the tips of my fingers He's together and look in his expressing eyes. my eyebrows. You want to go uh, first? Sure, I'll go first. Okay. All right. What is one thing that you would like to create? Ooh. I know. I went deep. <laughs> Sorry about that. This is going to eat up our time, I think. Well, that's fine. Thinking, thinking, thinking. We, we had a little bit of margin from the first section. Well, one thing I would like to create, um, if I thought a lot more, I think I could come up with a lot more interesting, but the first thing that comes to mind is like, I would really like to be able to be a person that could just build my own house. Hey, I was thinking the same thing. Really? Yeah, that was my answer if you asked me that one. Like, I don't need to, like, create, like, electron particle machine or... Who needs it? Well, and the other thing is, like, I think it's awesome that humans can create other humans. So that would be, like, (laughs) you know, that would be, like, the... Honestly, that's that's really what it is. That's your answer. That's pretty cool, but... What I would like to, I already know so how to create speaking. life. Oh, okay. So I got you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I got you. I don't need tips on that, right. um, but we'll keep this PG. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to build a house, and 
What kind of house? I mean, like the house that, that my dream house, you know, like yeah. just nothing more, nothing less, but just to be able to do that. Yeah. Not have to like ask for help. I feel like helpless. I'm like not a very handy person. Mm. Um, although I'm getting there yeah, in some ways, but I think it'd be awesome to be able to create a house and the property. Like if I want to put a fence up or if I want, right. you know, build a like barn land, yeah, or landscape if we want pool. animals, like yeah, yeah. it would be cool. So cool. that's what I would create. Cool. Great question. Thank you. Um, Sarah is a movie buff. Oh, no. If she didn't go into the one. medical field, she would have become a director. She really considered studying film mm-hmm. in undergrad. It's not very practical uh, career when medicine is your other choice. Mm-hmm. When you're facing those two options, it yeah. became a pretty clear path. I'm thankful that you did the medical thing. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyways, my first question for you is, okay, Sarah, your life is a movie what would it be? So it's an existing movie. You have to okay. choose from the library of movies already created. Um, I guess, can can we include series? Is that okay too? I don't care. Can I say Emily in Paris, even though I'm not in Paris? Sure you can. Can I just say it like Sarah But explain Budapest? it. Like, why would you choose it? Well, so I'm not as fashionable as Emily, but I kind of want to be. Um, so... She's an American who moves to... So the show is about an American who moves to Paris, and it follows her, you know, love life there, but it also follows her career. It follows... It, like, shows off her fashion, but it also follows, like, culture shock. So my life... My whole life wouldn't be Emily in Paris, but my current status for the past year and a half would be a series of mishaps and funny stories and language barriers and things that have challenged me in a different country. Um, she makes a lot of the same mistakes we have made since moving here, or I have made since moving here. Definitely. Uh, example being, um, they label uh, floors differently. So the ground floor is floor zero, and the, f- and f- the first floor is the floor above the ground floor. So I'm always one off on the floors. When they say the third floor, it means for us, the fourth floor. And so, um, you know, things like that. So I can relate to her in a lot of ways. Um, But, and and kind of trying to establish a purpose in a different country here, Um, since I'm not doing my PA stuff here. uh, I I just think um, the challenges that she faces, I relate to. Um, I'm not like Emily personality-wise, but I can relate to the storyline of Emily in Paris. I see it. I see it. Yeah, she also has brown hair and brown eyes. Mm-hmm. So we'll go yeah. with that. We'll go I with also that. really like this show. I'm not. I'm not ashamed of yeah. it. Own it. So Own the it. recent season just just came out. Not plugging it. It gets a little bit. Uh, there's some sexual stuff, but we liked it. It's a pretty average Netflix show. That's true. That's a good way to put it. Enjoyable but average Netflix show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next question. All right, you ready for this one? I'm ready. Who? is the coolest person you know and you can't say me that's off the table define coolest uh you can define it any way that you Mm -hmm. want yes i can't no you asked the question no but you're the one answering the question so it's based off of how you define it Oh boy 
It can be cool anyway. I I guess just explain why then. Why you think they're the coolest person based off of your Um, understanding. Okay, well, I'm going to answer it with two people. Of course. But I'll keep it short since I chose two. One, I would say my brother, Che. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always admired the cool factor that my brother exudes. When we were teenagers, he just like up and moved to Wyoming (laughs) to do road construction. And I remember him telling stories of like him and his buddies out, like just living the cowboy life. And it was so cool. They just drive their pickup trucks out and they Mm -hmm. wouldn't see people or other vehicles for miles upon miles. And I just always thought that was so cool. My brother is like the most talented artist I've ever met in my life. Um, not even just subjectively like biased like oftentimes people say how ridiculous that dude is and i really admire his like um i don't care what anybody else thinks Mm -hmm. kind of spirit and um yeah i'm i just think he's such a cool person and the second person is uh one of our good friends here in hungary uh gary Mm. Gary is like also well he's very different than Jay. Do you want to give his Hungarian name too? Gergu. It's just fine. Yeah, Gergu. And uh Gary's just like a very steady person. He's very consistent. Mm-hmm. He's very sure of himself. He's one of the kindest people mm-hmm. I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And there's just not much that like gets him up or brings him down. Um he's a very stable person and always bringing like hope and and he's like a flashlight when we have really hard times and he bursts into the room um yeah he lights it up he lights it right up and i think that's like the epitome of of cool so che and gary you guys are both really cool dudes and i love you both a lot Mm -hmm. so my next question for you is what was your favorite book from 2022 first maybe tell people how many books did you read last year because you you got after it i so uh quick little backstory i love 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 reading especially growing up i read uh, countless books i was i was a reader i was one of those people um a little bit of a nerd if you will but total nerd well okay fine. still are yeah fair but I love you but after college and grad school um I got pretty jaded with reading uh required reading and so I didn't read nothing I just read very very sparingly throughout um most of my 20s and I uh being here I have a little bit more time on my hands just a little bit more free time and so um I decided to pick up reading again last January not as a New Year's resolution, it just kind of so happened to be in January. And I read, I think it was 18 books last year, which I'm pretty, pretty excited about. Uh, my preferred genre is fantasy, but I also read a couple other random drama books. And so uh, my favorite book from last year, oh, well, my favorite series was the Court of Florence and Roses series by Sarah Moss. Mm-hmm. Um, it's being made into a Hulu series, uh, I think coming out next year or the year after, somewhere in the next couple of years. Um, and the second book, which I can't remember, they're, they're all a court of something and something. And I don't, I read them all on my phone, so I don't, I don't remember the title, but mm-hmm. it's the second book in that series was mm-hmm. my favorite. It turned the whole first book on its head. 
like totally changed it around, unexpected twists, um, great, great story, great love story, great everything. So that was my favorite book. Nice. Of 2022. It was a fantasy, right? It was fantasy. Yep. Cool. Yeah. We both are big, big fantasy genre people. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. My last question. If you had to pick an actor to play you in your life, mm-hmm. who would it be and why? Jeez. Mm, Not the first time I've been asked this question. Tough one. Um, do you go based off of looks or do you go based off of talent mm-hmm. or do you go based off of who you like it's funny both of these questions I had like first responses to so I'm just gonna keep, yeah. keep with it go, go with it um, but it's not a sufficient answer okay my answer is Tim- Timothy Chalamet uh, because you think he's uh-huh. he's like your celebrity crush yeah I like him so. a lot and I really liked Dune even though Sarah didn't eh. but he was kind of like kind he was, of like he was fine in Dune he was, he was cool. kind of like tripping out and kind of like not always there he seemed like kind of a yeah, he spacey. Kind of has, yeah, well, he's got kind of the whole vision thing going on. Yeah, but, yeah. like um, like I'm cool. You the know. prince and like the he's messiah random, character. Yeah, random girl in his dreams. <laughs> but yeah, probably there's there's lots more people out there that I could choose. Well, the, you you have a lookalike that people tell you on a regular basis. Oh, is it Justin Timberlake? I kind of disagree with that okay all right fine and fine honestly I'm a, a, I'm a better dancer than he is so oh that's very true maybe when he grows yeah. up he can be like me yeah that's true just kidding guys yeah but i do have some pretty sweet dance moves and you have some pretty sweet hair i can shake does. my tail feathers yeah all right last question for you what is your favorite family tradition Ooh. so my family um, mostly has traditions around uh, Christmas. We don't have a lot of New Year's traditions, and we don't have a lot of uh, 4th of July was never our holiday, and, you know, not a lot of Memorial Day traditions for people um, in my circle of friends. And so um, mostly around Christmas, my favorite tradition um, around Christmas is going to our family friends that we have known since I was four, so that's 26 years now. Um, We go over to their house, they live uh, not too far away from us, and we have Feliz Navidad for Christmas, which means that all of the professional bakers and cooks that live in that family, which there are many, uh, make lots and lots of Mexican food. We have shrimp tacos and burritos and chips and salsa and pico de gallo and a seven layer bean dip and um like sweet pork burrito tacos and quesadillas and homemade tortillas and it's just it is a feast it is a full-on feast and mexican food is like probably my favorite type of food so when you add that with family with good friends and with christmas which is my favorite holiday um, it's like just the best of all worlds. Mm-hmm. So, and we do that. We've done that every year. I, I don't know exactly, but it's like 15 or 16 years. We've done it every year for Thanksgiving, actually, and Christmas. Uh, but Christmas is my favorite. That's a pretty great tradition. I, I, so I don't mind also being a part of that yeah. these past years. Yeah, you married, you married into that. So oh. could have been worse. Yeah. It could have been worse. All right. What's your last question? 
Oh, I get an extra question, do I? Oh no. Well, I have. Did you an go extra first? Question. I did go first. Um. What we'll do you do... think, guys? You want to hear one more? I oh. hear a yes. Oh. Okay, fine. We'll do one more. Who is your favorite boss you've ever had? <laughs> this does not discount all the people he doesn't name. If you're listening. Um. I've had some really good bosses, you honestly. Have. Um. Once again, I'm gonna break the rules. Uh, because I'm going to name two. One, um, oh man, I really liked my boss at Meyer Pharmacy in Oakmist, Todd. I knew that was going to be your He answer. was just a firecracker, but actually challenged me mm -hmm. to grow as a man. Like, I remember the first week I showed up to work there and I was late for like my second shift and he just pulled me in the office and had some choice words for me. But I grew up that day. Mm -hmm. It felt bad. I had to swallow the tears <laughs> but at the same time it was like Oof. and then my best boss though sorry todd the greatest <laughs> boss i've ever had is hands down sherry seika oh, um, my student teaching at east lansing she was the bomb.com like was legit. she was so much more than um a mentor a teacher she opened up all of her knowledge and all of her experience and also was like a really good friend and uh and kind of, um, yeah, we we had a very special year together through COVID and online teaching and stuff and election year. And we just went through a lot together. Yeah, and right. uh, she was there for me in ways I didn't know that I needed a person to be there during that year. So I will forever be grateful for her. And I'm a, I'm, I'm a good teacher because of her. So thank you, Todd. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, everybody else who's listening. Mm -hmm. That um, wraps up our first segment uh, where we just got done blooming around. It yeah, kind of felt did. good. Did you like the questions? Yeah, I like that you dropped the G on the on the blooming around. Should I do that? Yeah, blooming around. Okay, send us yeah. an email, guys. Let me you know. Drop the Bloom G. in around or blooming around or just totally delete that because it annoys the heck out of you. <laughs> Let us know. And there's also blooming onion. You got to drop the G. Maybe we can just keep a... Keep it consistent. Yeah. I don't want to have to change the, the title of the podcast, though, to, to oh, Bloomin' Abroad. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, they'll get the idea, though. All right. So let's jump into... Um, hope hope you guys are enjoying this so far. We're figuring this out. This is live. We're not pausing or editing. Nope, so we'll probably listen back and go, oh, jeez. Oh, that's but, what I sound like? Well, I am a little sick, just warning you. I probably yeah. won't sound like this next time. Yep. And also, if you hear coughing, that's me. Yep. So maybe we can edit that. I don't know. We'll yeah, try. Yeah, we'll see. But so let's jump into story time with Sarah. So gather around, yeah. get your hot cocoa, get your, oh, yeah. uh, get your fireplaces stoked. Sarah, take it away. So... The story that I picked for today was a, in my opinion, a good representation of some of the uh, experiences that we've had here, living in a different culture with a different language um, and just not knowing what we're doing. So, and it also includes a part of our outreach that we'll be talking about throughout our series here. But so uh, back in last March, so about a month or a few weeks after the war in Ukraine broke out, uh, Colin and I went to uh, the border, or, or we stayed in a city close to the border in Hungary, um, to help uh, go to different stations and warehouses around the border 
who were taking donations and driving. We were also driving uh, refugees around to get their papers because we had a car. And so we offered our help. So we stayed in an uh, Airbnb or a hotel in a city called Debrecen, which is the second biggest city in Hungary, about 40 minutes outside of the Ukrainian border. So we um, did our work in the warehouse. We were unpacking, organizing. We spent, I wanted to say, seven or eight hours, seven hours probably that day, working with people who uh, didn't speak English, but we reorganized a very large entire warehouse. Um, And we were pretty exhausted, but we were in a new city. And of course, us being the travel junkies, we wanted to explore. So we ended up... um, walking around the city for a while. We went to the mall to get some food, and then we decided we were too tired to explore more, so we went to a movie. We parked in the the mall parking structure. It's pretty much the same everywhere, I guess, in in most uh, Western countries. So um, we got out of the movie, maybe around 10-ish, 10-15, and we tried to get to the parking garage, and it is locked. And it's not just the door that's locked, it is the entire structure. So now this is March in a very cold area of the continent. Um, So we are walking around the entire parking structure. It is, all the human doors are locked. Even the driveway kind of, or the ramp into the parking structure is, the, the gate is down and locked, like a metal gate is there. Like there is, no way in. So our car is sitting inside a locked garage. So, you know, at first we were kind of trying to think of solutions. We, uh, A, of course, we're trying to walk around, find an entrance, go up the ramp, try to do our thing. But then we realized, we're like, well, well, it's not that far of a walk to our Airbnb. Let's just go to the back to the Airbnb. We'll pick up our car in the morning. But our Airbnb keys were in the car. So now we are locked out of our car uh, and locked out of our Airbnb. So uh, we try a couple other solutions. We go across the street to a bar. The one of the only thing that's open in the area that we could see with a woman who spoke limited English, uh, she said that there's no way to get your car. There's no phone number to call. There's nothing. Uh, so we did ask, yeah, go ahead. Uh, and I would just add that <coughs> both of our cell phones were on oh, red. Yours was dead. Mine was Good dead. Point. And mine was yours at was two, dangerously maybe three close percent. to yep. keeling over. Yep, yep. Good. So Good, we were wandering around uh, in the freezing cold yep. with no car, no keys. Yep. Only thing we had was our credit cards. Our yep, debit we did cards have our cards. That's true. So. Yeah. So yeah, we when we asked the bartender if there was a, you know, a way we could get in, she said no. She said, but there is a hotel if you just turn left. There's a hotel down the street. Apparently, down the street for her meant like a solid fifteen minute walk. Ten blocks. Um, yeah. And we don't have maps, so we can't look it up. I don't want to waste it on a map. I want to, you know, if I need to make a call, I want I want to save my battery for that. And we have no charger, of course. So. So I'm, we're we're just, yeah, everything was in the car. (laughs) Everything was in the car. So we are just walking and hoping we find this hotel. We finally do. It's up, we we go in, there is uh, one family ahead of us, um, and, or one person ahead of us, we're waiting to check in. 
kind of just stand in the lobby and we see a young family, so maybe our age with two small kids, pull up to the front of the hotel with their entire car packed full of what looks like their life, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, immediately, uh, we knew that Debrecen is a big city that a lot of uh, Ukrainian refugees come to. So immediately our thought was that must be a Ukrainian refugee family. We can't, couldn't tell, but we just assumed. So uh, they're getting their kids out. Again, it's cold. It's probably 11, 11.30 at this point. And of course, we just, our hearts went out to them. That's the whole reason we were there. So we said, yeah. go ahead, uh, go ahead, go ahead in front of us. And um, we, we let them check in. We get up to the counter and they got the last room. So it was just, okay. Um, isn't that like, just, isn't that like the rubber meets the road moment where like the whole yeah. reason we were yeah. in that region, in that city was yeah. to like, you know, Help. Ukrainian refugee outreach and how many people would just like grind it out for a day, woke up so early, yeah. worked our tails off all day, nothing, like in that situation, all we wanted was just a warm bed. Yep. <laughs> and how easy it could be to just go like, obviously these people are not from here. Yeah. So, ah, uh, but who cares? I just need a, I just need a warm bed. Yeah, there's probably plenty of space in this hotel. And I three remember weeks after a refugee crisis. I remember uh, like a three second window where I, Sarah and I, kind of looked at each other, and it was like. Yeah, we didn't say We're not going before other. them. But we didn't expect that to no. be the last room. So it was just like, it was laughable. Honestly, it was, I don't think either of us got angry. There was a little no. bit of disappointment, of course, because we were tired and cold. But it was okay. So at that point, we were just like, okay. Okay, yeah. So we asked the guy at the desk, okay, where is the nearest hotel? He said, we have kind of a sister hotel. Um, more expensive, but uh, it's not too far from here, which again, definitions are very different apparently. 20 minute walk. Another 20 minute walk in the cold, in the dark. Um, we found this hotel. We did a quick direction, you know, just so I knew exactly where I was going on my phone, and we made it. And we did get a uh, hotel room. So we, that was the last, I think we got the last or the second to last hotel room there. So we did get a, uh, a bed, a nice warm bed to sleep in. And uh, this hotel was like, oh gosh, how would you describe this hotel that we ended up staying in? <laughs> it kind uh, of felt like we were like in the hull of, I don't know if that's the right phrase, but like in like a very old like naval ship yes. with, with the sails that, you know, like a and British like, yes, military ship yes. from, you know, centuries ago. Yep. And it was dark walls. It was like, Red, dark crimson, red, and dark blue, and there was like old paintings on the wall of like war heroes and yep, and like uh, gold gold trimmed like table like (laughs) end tables. So old fashioned and like it it was like stepping into like another world, another time period, which was just funny. And of course, you know the other issue that I was having, I don't, I have contacts, and so no contact solution. Uh, no phone. Good old tap water. Because we wanted to get up early to get our car out, so we're not paying a lot of money to keep our car for the whole morning. And of course, we wanted to get back to our Airbnb. But my phone is dead. It actually did die. So, so my phone is dead, so we don't have an alarm. Don't have contact solution. But you know what? It was warm. It was comfortable. 
We woke up the next morning, uh, put the burning contacts back into my eyes because I had to use water. Um, it was not fun, but we walked back to the mall where our car was parked, got our car out, did pay a lot of money for an overnight uh, parking fee because what parking structure is not open 24 seven? Seriously. Just the what one mall in parking Hungary. structure. Uh, so to be fair, I have told Hungarians a story and they said, that's crazy. We don't know of any parking structure that's not open 24 seven. I said, okay, all right, yeah. well. So uh, we got our car, we got back to the Airbnb. We did another day of warehouse sorting in a different area near the border. And then uh, we went on our way, but it was just one of those experiences of hitting wall after wall, you know, language barrier, cultural barrier, unfamiliar city, uh, no phones, no maps. it was, it was quite an experience, uh, all while we were trying to help refugees who were probably experiencing the, not the same thing. I can't compare our experiences, but experiencing similar things of don't know where to go, don't have power, we don't know anybody, we don't speak the language, and all of those things. And so it was just a funny, uh, entertaining, uh, look back on it and laugh, but also a, a really special night. So what would you say is like the big lesson that you took away from that experience? Um, don't complain. Mm-hmm. We have more than a lot of people do in this world. And um, when you have somebody to adventure with, uh, and not even, even if you are alone, just take, take the shots as they come. Mm-hmm. Uh, things could always be worse. And... Um, just don't freak out. Mm-hmm. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. Yeah. We'll work it out. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, Sarah. You're welcome. Uh, that was cool. Story time with Sarah. Yeah. My right. first story time. Yeah. That was a pretty crazy story. It was. That was a crazy night, but I'm glad we went through all that together. For sure. Um, so that brings us to our next uh, little transition section here called the Blooming Onion. Blooming Onion. The Blooming Onion. There we go. Yeah, yeah. So here we are at the Blooming Onion where um, one of us is going to share a little bit of fun, interesting food, drink, culture, history, blah, 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 something from this area of the world. So I'm going to take it this week. Okay. And um, we get asked all the time by Americans and Hungarians. How is your language coming along? How how are you doing with this language? All people who move to other countries. Um, yes. well, let me say that again. Um, <laughs> people who live, people who move to other countries where English is not the native language there, yes. of course, need to take some time yes. to learn and put their head down and study the language there. It's not just for functionality because English is spoken throughout most of the world, but it's something we've learned as like hugely important for honoring the culture and the people here. Um, The interesting thing about, so your kind of interesting um, tidbit here is that Hungarian is actually the third hardest language for native English speakers to learn of all the the languages. Uh, I believe it's um, Mandarin, Chinese, Arabic, and then Hungarian. Hungarian is uh, very difficult to nail down as far as the origins and roots, but they say it's somehow connected to Finnish. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just really hard. Um, fortunately for us, the alphabet, the characters are the same um, with extra vowels and then accents and things for extra emphasis. The vowels are very difficult for yeah, us. Yeah, for sure. Like, for example, the O has like four <laughs> different like O, O, Ooh, ooh. So a little French in there, um, but that's really not very easy, especially because also the sentences are shorter, but the words are longer. Uh-huh. So we that's have a tricky. a full sentence in one word just by adding endings. Exactly. Can you think of a word that illustrates that? Um, I think it's Megi Schmertelek is uh, nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or oh, to look like I'm. It's oh, two look words. As I'm glad. Yeah. And it was nice to have met you, uh-huh. Maggie Schmertelek. Yeah, it's like so. Oof. It communicates a big phrase. Yeah. In, in one jammed up word. Yeah. So, but the thing about Hungarian is it's actually a beautiful language. It is. It's a very poetic language. Yep. It's a literal um, language or phonetic language, I guess, is a better way to say that. For example, Sarah and I really like this example, but in English, when we have to slow down suddenly because there's a concrete lump in the road that will also jack up your tires and shocks, uh, yeah, if you if you go roaring over that, then we just go, oh, whoopsies, I just, you know, powered through a speed bump. In Hungarian, uh, they call it a... Fekvú rendőr. Which translates in English to laying down policemen. So that's a really cool example yeah. of how there's actually like word pictures connected to a lot of lots Hungarian words. And lots of word pictures. So when you say something or you speak a phrase, even as simple as a speed bump in English, it's a speed bump, very literal. In Hungarian, it's no, be careful, don't go too fast over that because there's a sleep, there's a sleep, there's a laying yeah. down policeman there. Yeah. So anyways, if that doesn't teach you when you're going through your driving lessons, then I don't know what, what will. But mm-hmm. so that's your that's your blooming onion. That's your blooming onion for today. I'm not sure how to grammatically connect that blooming. We just blooming onioned. Uh, today, yeah, but, like connected to a verb, you mean? Yeah. So I'm like, we gonna, just we bloomed an onion. Yeah. So, yeah, mm, that was delicious. Uh-huh. So there's your little tidbits. Yeah. We'll, we'll change that next time, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> We're just blooming around. <laughs> We're just a bunch of blooming onions just blooming around here. <laughs> so that brings us to our last segment of Which is this very first episode. Story time with Cullen. All right. So refill your coffee. Hit pause. Do what you need to do and get ready because I got a story for you. Mm-hmm. So I have so many different things that I could talk about. It's been a crazy year and a half of life, um, over a year and a half now, but I really wanted to just take a few minutes and talk deeper about something we've made, um, we've posted about it, but it's honestly something like if you're listening and maybe it didn't make it through like through the words that we typed or maybe you're thinking about moving or like serving Jesus in another country somehow I think probably the number one topic you want to hear about is like culture shock like what is that first you know that first season like and to be honest it was impossible for us to put 
on paper what the first few months were like for us. Um, and there's a long list of practical reasons. And then there's just a lot of personal stuff that you just work through that you can never plan for. I know that there's lots of trainings and stuff for people, whether you know, you're doing a missionary um, experience or you're you know, doing some other kind of humanitarian work, like there's lots of different trainings to get you ready for the culture shock. The, what's fascinating is we have a very unique way of life in America. And I really envisioned the first season of us living here as being something really good for me. I was really looking forward to the simple, the slow, stripping down of the luxury and the comforts. And I was really looking forward to it. I didn't expect it to be... <laughs> Hence, the, or notice the was. <laughs> yeah. I didn't expect it to be as intense as it was. Um, I think... You could say, well, the language was one thing, Mm -hmm. going to the grocery store, getting gas. There's lots of different ways. Like the society functions very different around here. Like little things like when you get gas um, in the U.S., I go to Speedway and I run my card. I pump my gas. I drive away. I don't have to talk to any humans. In Hungary, Mm -hmm. um, you pump gas first, then you go in and then you've got to talk to a person about what pump you were on, what kind of gas you pumped. Then you got to run your card. Is it cash or card? Because lots of people pay with cash here. And you just have every, Mm -hmm. that's a great example of just every single like uh, interaction or little, the littlest tasks or errands all required like lots of energy. Mm -hmm. And that's because of the language, but also it's just getting up to speed on the differences in culture. So that was really, that was really taxing for me. Um, But probably... Looking back, um, those things, in a nutshell, still had a pretty exciting element to to mm-hmm. it for me. I was pretty amped up for the first like four months here. Um, I like being in different places. I like experiencing different architecture. I love different kinds of people. And even though the language is, is always going to be hard, uh, I really liked that big challenge of just understanding and learning how you can communicate with people even if you don't really share the same language Mm -hmm. um but the thing that i look back now and reflect on is like one thing that i've really learned from the first few months is for the christians listening if you go and do a big thing especially moving to another country i think it's easy in the u.s for us to get really kind of wrapped up in well i think god said this or I really feel like, you know, the Holy Spirit's saying this. And we have these phrases that we use. And the one thing that those first four or six months have taught me, and really these first, you know, year and a half, two years of being here, is God's just taught me how to really understand how how much of a value it is for him to just have us as his kids tell the truth. And it wasn't like I was going my, out of my way to like be dishonest or blah, blah, blah. But I kind of got swept up in the the bigness, the largeness of it all. Um, lots of people would often, our friends and family would say, oh, it's so cool that you're doing that. You know, we're so proud of you. Mm-hmm. So many people would just pray these powerful prayers for us. And we had all these experiences building up to the move. And we were just taking it one step at a time. And that's always the best that we can do in life but I realized that you know some of my motivations 
where we're not like patiently processed with God. And that really kind of made things harder for me because it would have been one thing if I had more clarity, had given more time and attention to the spiritual component of this move and this journey here in Hungary. And because I cut some corners, that kind of bit me. And I think it made it harder because I had to kind of find my way back into conversation with God in a new and foreign land while I'm dealing with all these culture aspects that are just draining me left and right. So I kind of had to get broken down to get built back up. And so the first four and six months there was, was very much that way. Um, and surprisingly, not our hardest period of four to six months. No, that we not even the hardest season here, since being here. Yeah, which is which is uh, we will get into that probably at a different podcast at some point. But it's it was not the hardest period of time for us. Right. Weirdly. Right. But hardened. Not saying it wasn't hard. No, I wasn't trying to say that. I just mean. No, you're exactly right. It yeah. wasn't. The, it wasn't the most demanding or challenging. Um, but it was hard, and I, was, I, yeah. I think it's just worth it, like, because people have, have asked us, like, you know, what was that like? What is that like when you're really settling in and adjusting? And so I would just say, yeah, you should prepare and plan um, for the societal, cultural, linguistic aspects. But, depend, but depending on wherever you're at in your, your journey in life, like, not even, like, it doesn't even need to be spiritual for you. Um, but you need to have a good reason to do it. Yeah. Don't just go because it sounds cool to live in Europe or because you're just bored or unfulfilled, like, cause that's always going to come back around and that's what happened with me. Um, but it's been good and really necessary. And I think God, God put, put me in this position cause he knew there was some corners I was cutting and it's put me in a position where I'm kind of trapped. I have to really face these things head on. And yeah, one of those things is like just the American culture pushes you to just move move quick and like take the hill and like blah, blah, blah. And you just don't, you lose yourself. I mean, Jesus says that. What happens if you gain the world, but you lose your soul in the process? And I was gaining the world. I was so hungry to like do these things that I didn't realize like the whole time God's just up to the business of calling who are you and this journey and especially the first few months has really helped me with that even though it was hard as heck. So that's my first story. It's a little bit more abstract and maybe not as like definitely different than Sarah's. Can you think of, I know you, you use the gas station, but can you think of a real moment whether it be funny or like super challenging uh for culture shock of oh man am i i am definitely in a different country like and i don't know what to do here or this is just funny a total misunderstanding moment yeah last week uh, last week this is okay all right last week we were hosting uh sarah's cousin trevor was here and we rented an Airbnb just we wanted to give him the real kind of Budapest experience. And I took, we were like five stories up, beautiful apartment. Um, mm. But the way that apartments are built in Hungary is, uh, it's, how would you describe it? Like a, it's it's like a hollow square on the with inside. An, with an inner courtyard. Yes, that's it. 
And so we kind of get excited when we see one of those listings because yeah, we can take cool. Copper down and just cheat and have him, you know, go to the bathroom. Yeah. And yeah, we can just pick up the crap and throw it in the trash and be done. And we can play ball and stuff. I took him down there last week to do this. And I mean, we were down there for two minutes. He had just finished peeing and I heard this angry Hungarian lady shouting down at me in Hungarian. And I can kind of understand, I can understand, like I'm not. She was clearly upset about something. She was ticked, so she was yelling and she was yelling fast. And so I was trying to speak to her like, speak slowly, please, I'm not understanding. And then all of a sudden I just heard her say, Rendershig, which is, as you learned earlier, the word for police. Rendor, yeah. And I'm like, oh, great. This is awesome. So I grab Copper, and I'm just kind of like waiting for her to come downstairs. And then when she comes, um, I said to her in Hungarian, excuse me, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't understand. Do you speak English? She says, yes, I speak English. You cannot let your dog go to the bathroom here. This is Jewish heritage. This whole section of the city is Jewish heritage. So take your dog away and go to the park. And it was interesting how her demeanor changed because as soon as I started to speak in Hungarian to her respectfully, Mm -hmm. then I asked her if she speaks English. Then I said, okay, I'm sorry. I just um, didn't know that. And can you, she said there was a dog park. So I said, can you just simply tell me is it left or right out of the building and she said oh it's right and then go straight and I said thank you so much we we won't you know the dog will not go to the bathroom here anymore and then she starts asking me questions where are you from oh do you know this person oh my cousin's father is uh this actor oh you know Hungarian film oh and she starts to just tell me stories about Hungary and that's also a really good example of like the older generation in Hungary is they're, yeah. they're angry and grumpy at first, oh, but yeah. when you show respect, then they soften yep. and then they're just interested. And so that's a really cool um, experience that just happened recently that I'm really, really like grateful for and proud mm-hmm. that I managed my emotion because I was like, who is this lady like yelling at me? Yeah, and, bef- and before you knew the language so like if this happened the first month in and now oh the, the difference boy. yeah oh boy what a difference understanding even minimal hungarian does big time and speaking minimal hungarian big time so great question awesome. sarah guys thank you so much for sticking with us this hour um in the future we'll trim it down to 45 minutes as we said but we want to just Wish you guys a great day, whatever you're up to. Um, if you have any suggestions or ideas for topics, stories that you want to know more about, please send us an email yeah. at bloomingabroad at gmail.com. Um, once again, thank you for taking some time to just listen to us and be a part of our lives. Yeah, hopefully we made your drive to work or your uh, cleaning time or whatever it is a little bit more enjoyable or maybe maybe the time went by super slowly. So sorry about that if that's the case. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think we're cool, but, you know, I'm biased. Yeah. So, guys, thank you. Uh, Once again, this is Blooming Abroad. It's a podcast where we look deeper into the lives of Cullen and Sarah. That's me. Two ordinary Jesus followers trying to make a difference here in Central and Eastern Europe. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. Take care and God bless. Bye-bye.